Dara Singh. Um, I'm one of the co-presidents of Rooting for Earth, one of Westmont's environment clubs. <laughs> so, what exactly is Rooting for Earth? You mentioned it has, well, obviously it has something to do with the environment, but maybe go a little bit deeper into that. Well, we're basically an environmental advocacy and conservation group. We started out as more agriculture focused and botany focused, and we were just trying to educate people about biodiversity and sustainability, but now we're kind of venturing into that taking action aspect. Mm-hmm. And I just love the pun so much, rooting for Earth. That's that's just an absolute stroke of genius. Clever. Because it's like, you know, roots like trees, and then root like... Yeah. Like it's, it, and our logo is a fist growing out of the ground, you know? Just, you've just got so many things working for you we got layers like onions onions of layers wait wait a second onions of layers ogres of layers ogres of layers rooting for earth has layers exactly and um so why other than to make a very hilarious club with a very hilarious name why did you want to start rooting for earth well when I transferred to Westmont, which was my sophomore year, there was kind of a lack of um, active, environmentally focused extracurriculars. There were uh, just not a lot of actions based on giving back to the community, and that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. And then what are some past... We're going to get into the current project that Rooting for Earth is working on, which is based in the recycling system at Westmont, but what are some past successes? Oh, wonderful. Okay, so when we first got here, we kind of did a district-wide tree planting event, and the goal was to offset one year of Westmont's paper usage because one million sheets of paper is only 100 trees, which is not as hard to do. So we partnered with, like, Tree Plenish, which is a nonprofit that funds these kind of fundraisers in high schools. And then we did April showers bring May flowers. We're really good at the names thing. (laughs) Um, which was basically a campaign to address, like, a scarcity of water in rural areas of South America and Sub-Saharan Africa. We partnered with another nonprofit, which was Water for People, and we just had to figure out, like, a creative way to raise money. So we ended up doing in-class fundraisers, and the, the premise was basically to make teachers incentivize their classes by, like, Telling them that if they met a certain donation goal, there would be a uh, quote-unquote punishment. So uh, Mr. Yang had to dress up as the Lorax, and Mr. Rose had to shave his beard after oh my God. knows how long. <laughs> I swear, that's... <laughs> you walk and, into sophomore year WAP, and that beard was like... Yeah, a lot of people were shocked that he even agreed to that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what else? Oh, and Miss Bradley and Stevie had to be handcuffed together. But it was overall really successful. We raised a couple hundred, um, and that helped out. And now, uh, well, you can ask about now. <laughs> um, and just out of curiosity, which one of these punishments actually like garnered the most amount of money? Gonna say Mr. Rose. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely there was a clear winner. Uh, <laughs> People just really wanted that beard to be gone. Everybody really wanted it gone. <laughs> it was just like, like the whole tree thing was just like a, like an added bonus. Bradley <laughs> contributed to that, mm-hmm. and she had her own challenge. So, <laughs> and then, 
looking into this year, what was the first spark of inf- inspiration that like, okay, the Westmont doesn't recycle as efficiently as it should or may at all? Um, well, it was it was something I always kind of questioned <laughs> while being at Westmont because I noticed a lot of bins that were blue, but you were supposed to throw trash in them. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm confused, I'm sure a lot of us are confused. <laughs> and then I kind of asked around and I was like, oh, where are the recycling bins? And a lot of people were like, well, we have like two, but we don't really use them. Right. And I was like, well... Uh, we should probably do something about that. And um, a freshman emailed the janitor and kind of added us to that email at the beginning of the year and brought it up to like one of our top concerns for the year. And that's how we chose to to solve that. Mm-hmm. To really look into that. So was yeah. it at first just more of like a accessibility thing? Like there just wasn't enough access to like quality recycling. I don't want to say quality recycling bins, but rather like recycling bins for quality recycling? Well, yeah, obviously we had to figure out what the root of the problem was. And I think a lot of it just lied in the confusion because people know to recycle, but they didn't know where to recycle. And I don't think they know what they can recycle. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our campaign is based around that education aspect of trying to like, if we can't get it into the curriculum, we want to be able to do it with our campaign. And we're going to design, like, these recycling bins that specifically tell you, like, with pictures, what you can and what you can't recycle. It's kind of like, you know, if you've seen Chipotle, the difference in their bins. They have, like, compost. I think they have paper. And then they have, like, landfill. And they're all they're all different. Like, there's, there's little things you don't really think about, like uh, jars and bottles for glass. You don't recycle like little shards of glass into the recycle bin. You you can only do jars and bottles. And paper has to go in a separate bin. And you can't have residue or waste in them where you basically end up throwing out the whole thing, which is what happens at our school. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So going back to whole design aspect of like, so will that be on trash cans? Is that like a sticker? Like what exactly... Yeah, we wanted to do a sticker, but we're not sure if that's going to, like, fade out. So we're trying to kind of make it part of the trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not going to be too flashy, but just people expect to recycle. I think it's something that's green or blue, so we're aiming <laughs> for a green or blue. We're aiming to at least make it look like a recycling bin. Yeah, so people understand, you know, because mm-hmm. currently we have trash cans that look like recycling bins. <laughs> <laughs> you know. In fact, May- I think we actually, like, worsened recycling <laughs> at our school. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> actually, like, they could have they could have just bought, like, any other color of any other bin. No, I, I don't know who came up with that one. <laughs> like, that was just a real stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything... I, I, I am an active and avid member of Rooting for Earth. I do enjoy yeah. playing GeoGuessr and whatnot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you guys did also talk about possibly like adding labels onto the packets of food or you also mentioned like education beforehand um and how if you can't get it into the curriculum might as well try like other ways like um mm-hmm. what were just what, what are some of the other options 
Well, yeah, we we kind of sent out a survey for what people would think would be most helpful. One of our options was like compostable lunch packaging, which is a little harder to get because we need district approval and everything. Um, but it would just be like the the packaging either you can compost or recycle, and on the back there would just be a number or like some clear kind of instructions for what you should do, or what we were going to suggest was maybe doing a smaller campaign where, you know, we went around, maybe we did posters, a little, like, webinar, or we got, you know, Mr. Yang to just do a day or not even a day, just a little presentation about what you can and can't recycle and kind of encourage people to do that, whether it's at home or at school. There's just, it's a simple thing that can seem convoluted, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think even more, like, it's something that we all know about, but no one really knows how to do it correctly. Like, yeah, I think that there's a lot of great um, intention when it comes to recycling, but yeah, it just ruins the recycling. What's what's it called? The like, the group of recycled products, like the yeah, and I think like we being part of San Jose have a big responsibility to kind of like adhere to that since we have such a I don't know we have such a city-like environment but also a mix of that and like when you get towards the Las Gatas side and the mountains you know you're getting closer to the ocean you see more nature and I feel like we need to preserve that balance and I also am a just an avid fan of recycling in general I think it's one of the the most effective ways to help the environment because there's a lot of things you can't avoid, like when you go shopping. I mean, you can try to avoid single-use plastics. And so recycling kind of gets you like rid of that single-use, mm-hmm. I think. And it also saves you money. Like, it's helping the environment, and it's helping you. Right. So do you think that there's just not enough education for recycling in general? Yeah. And where would that start? Where would we kind of implement that? Uh, it would definitely be a district thing. Um, I visited, it, it was, uh, what's the word for it? It was like a youth climate summit, but it was in Cupertino. And they have a lot of environmental activism going on, like directly with student representatives in the like school board. And they're trying to mandate like recycling education in earlier grade levels, like middle school-ish, to kind of just, it doesn't even have to be a whole class, just a lesson plan, just part of a lesson plan, reminders that this is why it's important and this is how you do it. Just from a young age. So, like, it's one of those things that becomes second nature to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that for AP Statistics, you did have to create a survey that was also based in, um, I think it was whether or not recycling was taught well in, like, at Westmont. Yeah, so we basically were just trying to find out if there was statistical, statistically <laughs> significant difference between recycling education in, like, APES curriculum or just students who are taking basically any other elective. And I did a, a two-tailed T-test. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I found out in from my SRS, my random sample from each class. Right, was, the SRS, go on. Yeah, there was not a statistical significantly statistically significant difference. Spoken there like was, a true AP stats student. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Mr. Shea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, there was 
in my sample, there was really only one outlier. And that just meant that students in apes aren't getting any kind of special recycling education. So nothing is there to help them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because these are people who are like avidly taken on an honors in the AP class to learn yeah, more about the you environment. Have to go out of your way to take this class. So that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true because then that means that there's nothing for like anyone. That is that is actually a fantastic um statistic. Mm-hmm. So, did you interview apes <laughs> like Oh, we just sent out a survey uh which we uh asked Mr. Yang <laughs> to um send out, which I think he did. I mean, he messed up the first time, the second time he did. It takes him a bit. It takes everyone yeah. a bit. Yeah, but he's he's so helpful. <laughs> he is. He is very helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. So is there anything else that you want to say regarding um, Westmont's recycling system? Um, you guys should recycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember everyone to recycle. And it's really not that hard. It takes like five seconds out of your day just to separate things into different bins. And you end up just saving a lot of stuff that might be reused to make something even better. I mean, there's so much cool technology that's made using recycled materials. It's like going in to trade your phone. And the reason that that you can get so much money off is because there's still valuable parts in a broken phone. Like, what's that one man's garbage is another man's treasure or woman or whoever you are, you know? Or even, um, just sorry, one last question. Have you looked into, like, the recycling practices at Westmont? Like, is it um, inefficient? What I'm working on right now, what it's looking like is it's not effective at all because when there's trash mixed in with the recycling, they, like, the custodians are just instructed to throw it all out instead of having to sort through all of it. And I've seen in nearly every trash can besides, like, few teacher trash cans, that there is trash mixed in so not a lot of our stuff is actually getting recycled all right so this is this is this still kind of like comes back to the bins issue yeah all right well thank you so much for um letting me interview you of, of course of course okay <laughs>